0: A Voice of St. Louis Original Podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local Podcast produced by the KMOX Newsroom with all you need to know from around the region and local impacts from around the world. Today is Wednesday, October 11th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story, while the FBI tells KMOX right now there are no known national threats to the United States, agents still work with local law enforcement officers, and in St. Louis, an incident perceived to be anti-Semitic is being investigated.
1: It happened at Christie Park in South City at Kings Highway and Christie. St. Louis Police Sergeant Charles Wall.
0: Over this past weekend, anti-Semitic graffiti was discovered. We're investigating this incident.
1: Wall acknowledges they are monitoring the situation in Israel as well as here at home to prevent further incidents. Remember, if you see something out of the ordinary, call your local police and FBI so they can investigate it to rule out any dangerous threats. Maria Kina, KMOX News.
0: A St. Charles rabbi says the attack on Israel is not about politics. He calls it pure evil and says it's time for people to stand up for good.
1: And I, we're encouraging, you know, do a mitzvah. Put on, if, you're, if you're Jewish, put on filling, light Shabbat candles, do something. Good.
0: Rabbi Haim Landa is director of the Chabad Jewish Center in St. Charles County. Senator Josh Hawley says his office continues to receive requests from Missourians wanting help in getting out of war-torn Israel. Hawley sent a letter to U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken asking for more government-related transportation options for those seeking to get home safely. He said with commercial airlines canceling flights out of Israel, the need has become greater. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has a word for those of the Jewish faith across the world as the war rages on. America and Illinois unequivocally stands with them in their battle to end the ongoing Hamas attacks. We stand with Israel. Pritzker says no anti-Semitic threats have been detected in Illinois, but he's put state police and other law enforcement agencies on alert for any that may pop up. As you've heard from CBS News, Republicans picked Steve Scalise as their nominee for speaker, but no vote among the full House today. Metro East Congressman Mike Boss tells the DGS on KMOX. He is from Louisiana. His district is bumped right up against the Big Easy, and and it is uh, in New Orleans. He has... Proven his leadership in carrying all kinds of legislation over the years. He really is a uniter. He's a true conservative. The St. Louis City Justice Center isn't the only detention facility coming under fire as now the county has its own issues. St. Louis County Councilman Ernie Trakas has mailed a letter to the state attorney general asking him to investigate allegations of abuse of the minor residents of the county juvenile detention center. Trakas
1: details some of the allegations. These minors are having to urinate and defecate in their rooms, as stated in the letter. Uh, So that's one area of allegations. And I've also heard that um, there's concerns that staff have been sexually abusing um, some of the minors.
0: Drake's letter comes after attempts by the council to investigate these allegations were stonewalled. The letter was sent on Monday, and is hopes to hear a response this week. Sean Malone, KMOX News. A bill... (laughs) Increasing property taxes for seniors in St. Louis County may get a vote next week. The council approved a few changes to Bill 117 last night, including a property value cap. It now moves to the perfection process. That's one step before final passage. A similar county bill offering property tax relief to seniors failed by a 4 3 vote back in July.
1: Inform your decision election
0: news. Missouri House Speaker Dean Plocker is joining three other Republicans in running for lieutenant governor. He wants to succeed Mike Kehoe, who's running for governor. Plocker is an attorney from DePere. He faces state Senator Holly Thompson Rader and Franklin County Clerk Tim Baker and Democratic State Representative Richard Brown. A member of citizens for a greater downtown St. Louis is skeptical about the proposed homeless bill of rights before the city's board of aldermen. Matt O'Leary would take a different approach. The
1: city needs to reinstitute a residency requirement. And direct services towards its homeless population. Right now, its homeless residents are not getting services because they're being um, spread around triaging homeless individuals from all over the region and all over the country.
0: O'Leary tells KMOX's Total Information AM that he feels housing is the solution to homelessness, not shelters. Washington University in St. Louis developed a new Medicare-approved test for two blood cancers. ChromoSeek allows for doctors to detect specific treatment options for patients diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia or a group of blood cancers called myelodysplastic syndrome. Rather than patients having to trial and error their cancer therapies, this test will determine what will be the most effective in actually treating the cancer. WashU Medicines Dr. Richard Cody says this could even impact the way they're working with other cancers. This really is a, uh, a breakthrough in the way that we can now molecularly diagnose these kinds of cancers. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. The KMOX Business Desk. Three major industries upset with their employers unite for a rally tonight at six.
1: This injury crisis, it it needs to stop.
0: Amazon worker Christine Mano complained to OSHA saying she was injured while on the clock at the SDL 8 Fulfillment Warehouse in St. Peter's, which is also the rendezvous point for Amazon, UAW, and SLU nurses for the rally. All of us coming together to fight the same injury crisis that's going on. I mean there's strength in numbers. A health clinic will be on hand to help those injured on the job at the Amazon SD08 facility. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. As we continue on KMOX, there is a question about uh, the tools to wage war. Are there enough for all of the threats that are out there? We've heard from administration officials about how the U.S. has Israel's back. We've had a plane of military equipment already land there including some stuff from Boeing. And we've got Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky making a personal pitch for more military aid as well. Of course, there's China. CBS News military consultant, retired Colonel Jeff McCausland is uh, with us. Uh, And Colonel, uh, what has the U.S. sent to help Israel?
1: So far, we know that the United States has sent about 1,000 precision-guided missiles from Boeing to uh, Israel. I think those are going to be air-delivered weapon systems. We maintain about six uh, sites throughout Israel, which are prepositioned storage sites for munitions. About $2 billion worth of ammo is already stored there. That's for U.S. military contingencies in the Middle East region or for Israeli use in time of crisis. My guess is those are already being accessed. But likely in the future, I think we're going to see perhaps if the war continues for a significant period of time, which I fear it might, Israeli requests, particularly for tank ammo, artillery ammo, to some of our more sophisticated precision-guided weapon systems, some of the missile systems delivered by aircraft, and probably air defense weapons. Now, those are many of the same things that uh, Ukraine needs very, very well. And even today, the Biden administration announced a $200 million package to go to Ukraine out of existing uh, presidential discretion on providing continued assistance to Ukraine. A lot of that was artillery, air defense, etc. Can we continue to provide sufficient supplies for both? Well, obviously, it's an open question on what that demand looks like, should that war in Israel last for a long period of time. But General Jones, the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, says he believes the United States can. However, one of the problems right now is increased military aid to, to uh, both Ukraine as well as Israel requires congressional action. Now, at this particular moment, to emphasize us, we don't have a functioning Congress. We don't have a Speaker of the House right now. And the Congress is in enormous impasse. And all our enemies around the world know that we're in that particular impasse.
0: So it sounds like a lot of the supplies, especially what was just sent, uh, you know, quick reaction to Israel, uh, is coming from existing U.S. supplies. It's not like there are new contracts going out, build some more of whatever the tool is. And does that then potentially leave the U.S. short if they've got a pull from what's already in the warehouse?
1: Yeah, you know, There's no doubt we've been drawing from our wartime stocks. How low that has gotten, obviously, is very classified, so I don't know. But one thing we've been, the United States, has been trying to do since this war began in Israel is expand our capacity to produce. Let me give you an example. At the onset of the war in Ukraine, the United States had an annual production rate of 175,000 rounds of 155 artillery every single year. Obviously, very insufficient if Ukraine is expending five to six thousand rounds a day. Well, the, now in the effort to expand that production to over 100,000 rounds a month. A lot of the funding to, you know, expand those production lines is embedded in the new budget, not the existing 23 budget. So for us to begin to meet, whether through these increasing demands from Ukraine, replace our own stockpiles, as well as Israel, are a function of us being able to expand capacity. And that's hamstrung right now because of the politics of the United States Congress.
0: So what kind of situation are we in if either something else happens elsewhere in the world and another ally asks for help, or if the U.S. has a, an, an emergency, a crisis that we've got to directly get involved in, are, are we okay? Are we prepared?
1: Well, I think we are, and that's what the military leadership in the Pentagon has been saying. But there's no doubt about it. You know, another crisis will put more and more strain on what is still a limited amount. There is just not an endless stream of, of these particular weapon systems. And that's why we need to realize this is a problem that has to be addressed, while well, we seem to be continually just kind of kicking this can down the road.
0: And you mentioned uh, the 1,000 uh, precision missiles from Boeing that have already arrived there. We've got aerospace companies, including Boeing, that make munitions, drones, fighter jets in the St. Louis area. So this is also uh, a local economic story, you could say, for the St. Louis region as well.
1: Without a doubt, because of what's going on right now, of course, with Israel, there's a lot of use of aircraft. There's massive airstrikes, sadly, going into Gaza at the moment. This is going to put more flight hours on those aircraft. This is going to translate into more spare parts, repair parts, need to be provided to those aircraft. Most of the aircraft the Israelis use are are American-produced. So it comes right back to that same industrial base we've been talking about. CBS News
0: military consultant Jeff McCausland, always an honor to talk with you. Take care. Thank you for joining us. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe and stay up to date automatically by searching for us on your favorite podcast app.